fuck yes. Yeah. Nope, that was the old one. Uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Welcome to After the Hype. That's somewhat related to what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. in a way. I'm going to leave all three of those in, by the way. That'll be great for SEO. Yeah. <laughs> Which show are you listening to? Venture Brothers, an old episode of After the Hype, or a current episode of After the Hype? We're doing great. Uh, with me, as always, <laughs> is Jonathan Hardesty and Miss Chewy Darso, or Mrs. Chewy Darso. Why did I say Miss? I don't know. Just call me Chewy. M- miss. Nah. Miss. Yes? Mers. Mers. I never understood that one, where it's MRS, right? It's an abbreviation. Of what? Mrs. No, Mrs. Miss was all the single ladies. But Mrs. Yeah. is Mers. Yeah, Mers. Mers. It's so stupid. It's a weird language thing. It's just more sexism. <laughs> All this is coming. Because right you're up. Mr. No matter what. Hell yeah, I am. Single, polyamorous, married, whatever. I'm you're, only one you're of You're Mr. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> and women's like, was she a Mrs.? Is she a Miss? Is she a blur, a blur, a blur, blur, blur. So this week we're talking about Brightburn. <laughs> As if you couldn't tell. Uh, the only reason I'm leaving all of this in, even though I just said it's all coming out, is because I'm not sure much we're going to have to talk about this movie, because this movie is uh, one inch deep, is all I'm going to say. We'll get there eventually. There's Oof. not a lot to talk about in this movie, and I thought there'd be a lot, which is why I put it on the calendar, but here the only we thing, are. There would be a lot to talk about. If we weren't so familiar with Superman, maybe there, there's. We'll start there when we get. Or hadn't just past. seen the boys on Amazon Prime, which I haven't. Yeah, so at we least haven't. we're there. Um, so yeah. if you mention anything about the boys, spoiler wise, I will end you somehow, because um, I do still want to watch that show. But speaking of shows you want to watch, let's talk about where have you been doing. And I can go first because I've been watching the greatest show known to man called American Ninja Warrior. Uh, it is definitely one of my guiltiest of guilty pleasures. I don't usually talk very openly about me watching it because it is slightly embarrassing. I talk openly about you watching it at work. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, I've been watching it pretty religiously now for about five years. And uh, off Oh my on, goodness. All the years before that. It's like you're admitting something to me. It just yeah, five I, years? I, am, I, am I thought a, I knew I'm, you. I'm definitely a closeted, huge American Ninja Warrior fan. Uh, I can't help it. You're it's a great show. You're not very closeted. I'm not talking about it on the podcast. That's about as closeted as I can get about it. But either way, it's a great show. It's super entertaining. Um, and this year, somebody actually won it. And they won it all, and it hasn't happened in five years, so it's a big deal. Um, and I'm really excited the guy won it, and it was really cool because he just basically kills himself every year to win, so it's great. He kind of looks like a bit of a douchebag most of the time, so I'm not sh- Like, between the two guys who could have won, I wanted the other guy to win, but still, good for Drew, man. Like, that's awesome. Like, every moment of his life is spent to win this, and he did it. So that's great. I really hope that now you can spend time with, you know, your family and your soon-to-be-born son and that sort of stuff and stop <laughs> just being you. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, because oh, you man. earned so, this. So, so you're saying no one has won? Only two people have won in the 11 years it's been on. Wow, and so for like, for like the length of our podcast, no one has really won except for now. Yeah. Wow, that's it's amazing. A big deal. It's a big deal. Um, I like to think you had something to do with it. I I like to think I did too. Although I was rooting against him, so what does that say? Uh, either way, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. And if you've never watched the show, you probably know what it is. And if you don't think you'll like it, you're probably right. If you're like, I could be into that, <laughs> give it a shot. I I think it's just a ton of fun, and I don't know. I just I don't know what it is. Something about it just gets me, man. 
and it was cool seeing Drew Dreschel win it all. So good job, Drew, and better luck next year, Daniel Gill, because, you know, you almost got there. Missed it by that much. John, what about you? Yeah, so I've been reading audiobooks, as I do, uh, on my commute every day, and the next book in my list was Amy Poehler's Yes, Please, which was available when my other books were not, and I had to wait a few weeks. And I enjoyed it. It was It's a non-linear memoir that is pretty funny and details a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff with SNL and Parks and Recreation and had a lot of fun anecdotes and also did this thing that was kind of a hybrid between podcast and audiobook where there were some extra segments in between the chapters where people from SNL would show up or Patrick Stewart would show up or um, other people, like other famous people would show up. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's an interesting fusion of the audiobook idea, and I kind of like that aspect of it. Uh, and I, I always like it because she reads her own stuff, and she's so fucking good at that. Mm. And yeah, um, she is hilarious. Yeah, and it's always kind of nice seeing Amy Poehler not as I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Parks and Rec, at least the majority of it, but it's kind of nice seeing Amy Poehler be Amy Poehler and not Leslie Nope because they're very different people. Oh, I yeah. think people don't realize Amy that. Amy Poehler is she's filthy matter. Oh, yeah, no, filthy. Filthy filthy and matter. (laughs) She is pretty filthy, and the book does go into that. And you're like, oh, oh, damn. If all you know is Leslie, nope, you're going to be surprised. Yeah, and it's uh, it's fun. Yeah, and there's actually a section in the book where she has the creator of Parks and Rec come in, and they they banter about the the show and how just they were just nose to the grindstone the whole time because they were never sure if they were going to make it. It was kind of neat to see that behind-the-scenes look. Yeah. Uh, Cherry, what about you? I recently trudged through <laughs> downsizing. <laughs> Brought to you from the director of Nebraska and Sideways. Sideways. I, couldn't, I was thinking wine movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two better movies. <laughs> Give your one line review. Your one line review is so brutal. <laughs> downsizing is a movie that has a lot to say and says nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so mean. <laughs> Damn. That's that's harsh. Or, but, or, but says none of it, I think, is, I think is what I said. I don't know. It's, you, you got there. But it's just like, points across. my God, man. I looked this thing up after watching and went, you spent two and a half years writing the script? And all we got was Matt Damon getting <laughs> betrayed by his wife, I guess, becoming a little person, being disgruntled, meeting an Asian lady, missing a leg, getting less disgruntled, <sighs> going a little crazy, thinking about going into a vault with a bunch of other kind of crazy people and die down there eventually. And then later on decides, no, I won't do that. I'm going to go give food to... People. <laughs> and it's just... It's... You just took me on a journey that I was not time. expecting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, like... One person I read in the Wikipedia page described it as a white liberal guilt movie. Okay. That sounds and, about right. Yeah. I can see it. And it's it's totally like, be like, yeah, white people feel like they have it hard but they don't really have it that hard i mean uh and they and all these other people have it harder and you get to live over here while they live over there and you should feel bad 
and you should bring them food. <laughs> Do you have something else you want to say about it, or should we move on to Brightburn? Not really. There's not much to say. It's just such a slug. Are you talking about your slug. movie or Brightburn? Oh, uh, my movie. Oh, good segue. Good segue. <laughs> Brightburn, I will watch again, definitely, over watching Downsizing again. I only watched about five minutes of Downsizing with you, and I would agree with that sentiment. I almost actually I had to stay home from work sick today, and I almost rewatched Brightburn again today just to go, did I miss something? No. No, I don't think I did. No, Brightburn and... Oh. Do you want to yeah, actually... Yeah. You haven't done one of these in a while. Do you want to give us a really quick summary? Like, just fast sure. as fast as you can. Okay. Brightburn. A great exercise in fan fiction where you take the what if of Superman being evil. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole thing. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. But, it, but like, when people make comments of, like, well, that was just fan fiction, which they like to do these days when they want to put something down. Yeah. I would say that about this movie. I won't do it in a negative way, but it's definitely Superman fan fiction. My biggest thing is I, and we're going to get way more into this, don't worry. I mean, this probably won't be our, our longest episode, but uh, just for like a quick hot takes around the, the table, so to speak, uh, my thing wasn't really that I had a problem with that. It's just that I thought they took a 25-minute short film and stretched it out to an hour and a half of, eh. Mm. Like, this was a great idea for a very short internet phenomenal thing that's like, oh, we want a whole feature of this. And you'd go, I don't think there's enough there. Well, they JJ'd it. Yeah, and we got the I don't think there's enough there version. Yeah. It's Uh, true, but they JJ'd it to put filler in. Yeah, totally. They're like, okay, so we're going to add this, and he's going to have these pictures of women's insides. For reasons. And he's going to kind of have a thing for this girl. For reasons. And this is... We're He's going to try to break into a mystery gonna, box for reasons. We're not going to really delve into any of that, but it's going to happen, and maybe we'll explain it never. Yeah, probably not. Uh, John, what did you think? What was your kind of hot take? Uh, I enjoyed the gross, horror, violent elements of it, just from a sense of a, like a horror film sense. Yeah. I didn't like any of the Superman parts of it or the superhero parts of it. And I found it just too slight to be of any interest other than just that horror, the horror film elements of it. I'm kind of, I think by the end of what both you and Chewie just said, I think I'm kind of in the middle of like, I love the Superman stuff, but I love Superman. So that kind of makes sense. And I like the horror stuff because I like horror. I just, I wish the movie did something. Like, it's so weird that a movie like that has this good of an idea is just so not fleshed out. And especially because, I mean, they just slapped James Gunn's name on this thing as many times as they could because he was, I think his brother or cousin or somebody wrote it. Um, somebody with the last name Gunn wrote it. Uh, yeah. So uh, I get... Some hired his... guns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I get why he's attached. But at the same time, like, I expected it, it to... It was written by two guns. Two guns. A Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn. So who Guess knows? he brought both guns to the gun show. Oh, John, too much. That one this movie done. deserves this. <laughs> but that's the thing is, like, I don't think anything in the movie is bad, and that's kind of right. It's all done fine. Yeah, right? no. Yeah, well, when I when really I bad about this movie, it's except just... for the mom's art. Oh yeah, she's terrible. 
She probably but tries like, to I, sell those on Etsy, and she maybe like overprices <laughs> them. Elizabeth Banks' art in this thing, if you didn't notice while watching it, merits a rewatch all of its own. It's Espe- all over the house. It's everywhere, and it's terrible. <laughs> Especially the cow with just a splash of blue paint on I its head. I did like the crow head one. That was the only one I liked. I don't remember the crow head one. I'll have to look it up. See, now that, that stuff was twice. kind of interesting and specific in a way that this movie really wasn't. About all like the superhero stuff. Yeah. And I and I liked that it was it like it was doing something like her art was kind of silly and specific, and I thought that was kind of nice. But I, yeah, I agree, the art was kind of like it's not good. No, by, it's all by bad. any stretch. I mean, yeah, I don't think it was supposed to be very good art. It's definitely it's definitely. Well, I don't know because they don't ever talk about it. They show her doing it. They show her doing it, but it's not like how do you make money? Well, I'm a professional artist. People buy my art. No, she's like, not. They they won't do any of that. Like they they also have a lot of land and they're farming. But what are they farming? Like. There's this all this setting, but no explanation. And by the yeah. end of the movie, you're asking those questions because nothing in the movie was compelling enough to well, distract from it. That's what I mean. They it. JJ'd it. They added all this stuff in, but none of it's fleshed out. But that's the thing. Like with JJ, he'll at least give it a line of dialogue to give it to something significant, just just to flesh out the world a little bit. This world is so like claustrophobic. Like it's just. Like, this weird self-contained of... It feels like there's maybe 15 people in the town, and the kid's gonna kill the majority of them. Right. So then, at the very end, when he finally goes out and takes the world, it's like, what What are you taking, a neighborhood? Like, that's yeah. how big this world is? I don't think he even takes the world. He still stays incognito. Yeah. So let, let's just kind of... Let's start moving through this thing a little bit. And I'm gonna... I want to start with the, the similarities to Superman. As Chewie said in the beginning of this, of, uh, maybe part of the reason we didn't enjoy it so much is because we're so familiar with Superman. Chewie worked on Man of Steel, so she's very familiar with it. Uh, I've been reading these... And comics. Yeah, and comics, of course. But, I mean, like, you had to research for the character, right? Not really. No, I thought you did. Um, but either way, like, <laughs> like we're very familiar with the character, so we know the backstory. We know the Kents, the farm, Smallville, all of that. Like we're So none of that's, like, a surprise, and it's more of, like... You're just kind of watching the funhouse mirror version of what if when Superman realized he had powers, he wanted to destroy the planet instead of save the planet. Right. But then as because we know all this Superman stuff, there's also the whole reason behind the Kents, the nature versus nurture, the whole, like, if the Kents didn't exist, would he be evil? Maybe not. You know, like, all those questions that you could play with to do yeah. something like a Brightburn, this movie doesn't care because it's more interested in just the spectacle versus any sort of theme or message which Superman begs for, like, that sort of thing. Like, if that's you're gonna all take... Superman does is themes and messages. Like, that's, right. that's his bread and, and butter. To... <laughs> right, so if you're going to invert it or try to challenge that, like, that's going to take some work. And this movie decided early and expresses itself that it's not interested in that. It which is... Kind... I feel like they tried at one point when Elizabeth Banks, like, we have to be better than my parents. We can never give up on him. Oh, yeah. They, they have those moments of don't ever give up. But then... The very first moment of legitimate resistance, not just other people saying something, when she finds the one piece of evidence, it's a very damning piece of evidence, but still, one thing of evidence that he's evil, she decides to kill him. (laughs) She turns on him on a dime. Well, at that point, she finds the thing, she finds out that he killed Noah, and then she finds out that he killed his dad. Well, at that point, but still, from the second she's calling the dad, saying... You're right. He did it. He's evil. Like, she is in hook, line, and sinker the second it's turned. She doesn't even try to be better than her parents. Or try to... And the well, thing is, the fucking a... kid gives her an out. 
Like, you don't know if oh, he's telling he does. the truth or not, but I kind of thought he was. Well, that's and the that, thing. is, And I felt like the way, the way the movie set it up, each parent had the chance, had one choice to make, and the choices that they made were the crux of this. So, like, both of them trying to decide to kill him was what took him all the way. That's what the movie, what I read from the movie. But, like, she turned so fast that... yeah. Just, the dad it, it, turning made more sense. Like I thought that one actually kind of tracked a little bit. Yeah, that one tracked a bit more and was a little bit more fraught. And I was like, okay, cool. Is he? Will he change his mind? Will he? You know, will something go wrong? But then the mother's turned so quickly after her just, whole movie's length that, of like just. You guys are. I'm not getting that. What? What aren't you getting? Her turning on a dime, like she she calls her husband out of panic. She's not saying let's kill him in that message. She's saying well, I guess that's he true. did it. Oh my god, he did it. That's what she's saying. And then she finds out that she's not talking to her husband, she's talking to Brandon. And then she's scared, and then he just starts terrorizing her and splatters the sheriff all over the lawn in front of her and then murders a woman in front of her. So, I guess if she had yeah. a moment to possibly be like, maybe we could stop this, she never got the chance. Well, he does give her that moment, though, and that's when she tries to kill him. Well, that's after all of this that's stuff fair. happened. That's fair. No, I guess that's true. I just, uh, it just felt really, I think because of the runtime and everything, everything just feels like it happens really fast. And the fact that she had been such a champion of don't ever turn on him, don't ever turn on him, don't ever turn on him. And the climax happens in all of five minutes of screen time. Everything you're saying is true, but just according to my watch, it happened in an instant. So it's Yeah, like, I think that's that's more accurate. It's more like it feels quick just because we get into the horror film aspect of it like i think it revs up to 60 i just i I think it was a pacing issue just it could have used a moment to breathe maybe and i wouldn't have felt that way maybe i mean it made sense to me because the climax how much of it how much of it also is the fact that we know this kid's going to turn evil in the end we we know how this movie is going to turn we know how it's going to go and there's no way that he could there's no way this movie was going to set him up to be defeated that they were going to survive just given the nature of how the horror theme thing it was doing like that we were just kind of anxiously tapping our toes waiting for it you know see i kind of actually thought for a moment she was going to kill him i thought there was they they actually had me for a a moment of no that this is the plan and it will work because that's why they did the foreshadowing of what's the only thing that can hurt him oh the metal from his planet so I thought, because this movie is so heavy on the foreshadowing. There's so much foreshadowing. Like, it, it's it's bananas. Every single thing gets called back at one point or another. It's just kind of yeah. crazy. So I figured, oh, that's where this is going. And it's like, oh, no, it's just her plan. He's going to win. Because, of course, Superman would win. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there, there's things of it, like, a, it's such a weird movie because I just want to rip it to shreds. But it didn't really do anything wrong. It just didn't really try that hard. Well, that's what I mean. Like it. That's what I mean. La 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 la. Of it being fan fiction, you know, I, I it's usually a knee jerk thing for me where I don't like that critique. Yeah. I don't like it usually. And with this, it's an accurate critique because they don't really do anything new. They don't build right. off Superman at all. No. They just take every like little note. Like even on the Wikipedia again, when I was looking at it, it said. It takes all of the origins of Superman and it flips it. And it's like bullet points where you have the Kents, you have Lana, you have the 
school. Oh, that girl was supposed to be Lana. I assume that makes sense. Yeah, it's like one girl that like he's he's apparently attracted to, and she stood up for him at one point. But then okay. he starts, you know, starts creeping on her, and she has a natural response to that. And then he crushes her hand. Oh. Yeah. But it's yeah, they just take every little thing from the original Superman lore and twist it. I mean, so there isn't. It's not deep. No, yeah. it's very and, basic. And they just polished it. They had a good budget. They had a good cast. Clearly, they, yeah. For me, the weakest thing in this movie is the production design. Yeah. Because, like, I could never really figure out what was going on in their house. In some rooms, you had very busy floral uh, wallpaper. And then other rooms, it's all yellow and blue. And then in another room, it's just blue. And it felt like it was all the same room at different times. But definitely different is it, it bothered me the whole film uh, there's no, no, no consistency no, for sure. there, i, I did want to feel like there was a solid vision with the production design of this movie i did want to totally backtrack agree. i did want to backtrack quick just to the the whole fan fiction point because even with fan fiction you can get a sense of the author's point of view their idea of what the thing should be about like um the whole twilight and 50 shades of gray thing like as a fan fiction thing it's revealing of the author and revealing of how people approach work and iterative things that even this movie isn't doing with the Superman mythos. No, because they even did his blanket of it being oh, yeah. his costume. Like, yeah. they really just bullet points. Yeah, and I, I think that's why I have that feeling of this would be a great short film. Like, if this was like a 25-minute, 30-minute thing and they released it on the internet, people would have gone nuts begging for the movie that oh. we just saw. Yeah. Yeah, like I would have nuts. I would have shared it. I would oh, have yeah. shared it being like, but this is so cool. Like, kind of like nine. Well, like, that's what this kind of is. Yeah. Like, it's just it's a better version of like say nine or uh, the Mortal Kombat Legacy web series that came out of another short. Like the it's cool and that happens, but this one it just it is just so the sum of its logline. Like it's just this is what the movie's going to be. It's like, oh, I wonder what else it's going to be, which is the normal reaction to most movies. It's like, I know in two weeks I'm excited about seeing The Joker. I'm going to go see the movie. It's going to be a movie about a guy turning into The Joker. But what else is it going to be? I don't know. I'm excited to see it. Is it, it going to have any social commentary? Will it have this? Is it Will going it have to have yeah. any ethos? Well, like, and that's we'll the thing. We'll have characters I don't like, know. We'll have this. And this movie's yeah. like, what if Superman came here and was evil? Right. And, and that's it. You and got it's it. not even that he's evil. It's a, like in Superman, when he finds out that he is from another world, that he's Kryptonian, doesn't his father, if I'm correct here, kind of tell him they won't understand you, but try to be their champion or something like that? I don't know. Like, Very you're going to be different, but try to be the best person you can be. Like, there's something Yeah, it's, it's back to the, the Spider-Man saying that I opened the show with, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, his father gave him some sort of speech like that in his hollow well, uh, right. spaceship. And, and sure. in this yeah. one, all you get is him chanting. And a language that we don't know. Yeah. A language we don't know uh, to take over the world. And there's no, like... You were, you have the speech about the wasps, yep. about being very aggressive and sending their young to be cared for by somebody else and then creating drones and all this stuff. And I thought that was going to come back in some way of, like, 
learning about maybe what planet he came from what is the purpose of what he's going to be doing yeah because even like the bb kind of looks like wings sort of thing yeah, so like maybe almost. they're alerting to that the wasp thing like. yeah but then you find out that it's just oh that's just cool that's yep. just yeah it doesn't shining a light yeah. on how evil he's going to be on it at all and that's what i yeah. that's what i kept waiting for like the other shoe to drop was for me was the oh He's a bug species from space, and his parents are going to come pick him up, and they're going to be like, hey, did you destroy the planet like we told you to? And he's like, nah, I kind of left my parents. Like, well, go kill your parents, and we'll go off to space. Like, and, we're, like yeah, I expected ha- something lunatic like that. And, and I, they had that whole thing with the, quote unquote, the porn under his bed that devolved into pictures of the insides of women's reproductive tracts, reproductive oh, organs. Yeah. And then you end the movie with a woman flayed and her guts pulled out in her reproductive area in front of his ship yeah the quote-unquote lana's mom was what was that no idea yeah and that's the thing is like that 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 imagery and that whole like violence against women thing with something so like slight as this movie is is almost kind of irresponsible because like in the age that we're in today like it's only irresponsible because it means nothing yeah. It means nothing. It's saying nothing, but it's evoking that imagery of an angry young man and just playing in that area while not wanting to say anything about it, which then is just like, okay, so then you're just exploiting that. You're exploiting the violence against yeah. women in this instead of making a commentary, speaking to it, speaking against it, or saying something. And it's just, especially like today, it just. I've, uh, during those scenes, it was just so icky. <laughs> I had a, for lack of a better word. I had a much bigger problem with the uh, the the dad speech he gives him about masturbating. Because tried the phrasing on that thing was rough. It was really rough, and it was definitely poss- They purposely worded it so he could take it the wrong way. Yeah, like that's the goal was so he'd take it the wrong way. But like what he was trying to say is, hey, dude, you're you're 12 years old. You're gonna want to jack off a lot. Yeah. Just try not to rip it off. Like, that's what he was trying to say. Like, you know. What was his exact quote? Be like, sometimes. You will have some urges, and it's okay to give in to them every now and then. But he had just. They'd kind of changed topics to talking about girls there. Yeah, to talk about actual sex. Yeah, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now you're kind of giving. Clarify masturbation, because you're kind of telling your son it's okay to rape women. Yeah. It's (laughs) like, and I know the whole point of the scene was that he had misinterpreted it and think that his dad is giving the green light to go murder people. Like, that's kind of the idea. But just as a filmmaker perspective, that scene needed a rewrite. Yeah. <laughs> and see, that's that's where I'm, I'm talking about, like, the irresponsibility of it. Just because it's like, you have to know what, what the, you're writing there. Like, how that's going to come across on screen. How we're going to perceive it. Like, even just the most casual viewers going to be like, what? So, he can just go assault women? Rape them? Like, what what's the message here? And it yeah. feels so very written I that don't think they you had feel a icky. No. I think they just were going for easy. Yeah, I, I would put that that sequence on the same level I do with the like Avengers Age of Ultron monster sequence of like, ooh, I know what you're trying to say. You didn't say that. No. <laughs> like, yeah. I know your message. I'm not trying to. I'm not passing judgment on that. I'm saying that the execution was bad. <laughs> <laughs> just bad. But that's the thing. Like with Brightburn is like when the movie does work though. Like say for. For my, my favorite sequence in the movie, just because I love horror movies and I love Superman, it's got to be, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Matt. 
Badger from uh, Breaking oh, Bad. I always forget his actual Noah name. Noah in the movie. Noah in the movie. Matt something in real life. I don't know. Um, he's a great fucking actor, and he gets really hindered because his voice is just his voice, and there's only so much you can put that voice in. Um, but I love it when he shows up, and I thought his like horror sequence was just perfect of like, what if Superman wanted to kill people and enjoyed it? I just love his like his little moment. No, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, that was those those were bright spots for me in this movie. Yeah, they're so that good. Burned the brightest. Uh, I, I was also like, like, wait, is he trying to protect his wife, or is he just running away from his sleepy wife in a violent situation? <laughs> oh yeah, this movie kind of has some like big glaring spots with treatment of women, and it's like, come yeah. on. <laughs> it's kind of. <laughs> Instead of going, honey, there's a problem. He just runs away. Oh, yeah. And it's not even just, like, runs away, like, in a panic, like, the Brightburn kid's about to, like, rip his head off. It's like, oh, no, that kid's messed up. I'm going to get in my car and drive away. He doesn't know where he is right there. Yeah, he doesn't know where he... could be back in the house (laughs) trying to get your wife. (laughs) He's just fucking leaving. It's like... (sighs) But thankfully, he did, though, because because of that, his wife's the only person who lives for now. For now. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee she's dead by now. Probably. I mean, he's leaving no witnesses. Yeah. So, I mean, but the the other thing that comes out of those sequences that I really like is that through line that we kind of talked about a little bit earlier with the don't tell my mom and dad. Like, there were moments of character development here that I just wish they'd actually focused on because it would have given me something to grasp and then just fully love this movie. But that whole, like, I'm going to murder everyone because it's what I'm supposed to do, but I still love my mom and dad and I need them. So don't out me to my parents and i loved that through line and i just wish they'd done something with it yeah just even that little that little morsel of something would have connected us deeper to that and man made some dramatic stakes at the end yeah like 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 just something along the lines of like maybe the parents are a little poor and they have somebody coming to take the house something like that and he goes like you don't fuck with my parents and he goes and kills that guy like just something to show that he actually cared about his parents and not just about their opinion well, because then, then their deaths at the end hurt, like, hit you even harder because for all this protection he's trying to do for his parents, he's the instrument of their demise. Yeah, and it feels more like he's just going, like, oh, that was an oversight. They don't like me. I'll just kill them then. Like, it doesn't really feel <coughs> like trauma, and I feel like it should, but because the kid gets brainwashed, this time actually in an instant, um, I think you'd agree with me on that one. No? I mean, there's some steps. They're vague in this movie. Where he has his little seizure and he does his little sleepwalking and trying to get into the thing. I'd say from uh, the moment he's levitated above, he's in. When did he levitate above? Oh. Well, that's when he... F- that's when she gives him the speech about yeah. who you are, too. So and, But that's immediately, like, where he gets his most angsty of, you lied to me, you lied to me. And then he starts to feel special. Yeah. So... From that moment on, he's he's gone. But I think, but even before that, as soon as like the the rock glows wet, or the ship glows, and he starts like doing the chant thing and starts getting the evil thoughts, he's starting to be. He's definitely yeah. being brainwashed. You never have the whole like I don't want this. Like you never no. have like the conflict, the inner turmoil, anything of like who am I? Like what is this supposed to be? Like you just get the one scene of like wait, who am I? Like oh, you're a space thing. Oh, okay. Well, that means I'm better than you. Okay, cool. Got it. Yeah, like there was, there's no conflict in this movie. That's what. Yeah. They, they set it up as being a possibility. Yeah. But they don't flesh any of it out. No. And it's just kind of frustrating. Like that just kind of leaves you with this thing of like this movie could have been 
amazing. Yeah. I think the idea is still amazing. And I think that cast was good. All of it worked. It just, I just wish they'd done something with it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, right. And, and it's, it's a cool idea on the surface. Yeah. The idea is great. I, I even think the character design, like the the character design of like, are we calling him Brightburn? Is that what he's going by? He does do the BB at everything. Um, he they end up calling him Brightburn in the end when yeah, they're doing okay. the so video thing. Sure, so Brightburn, but even like his design, like the kind of like it almost looks like an Ood mask. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, like but it's creepy. Right. Like, Oods always creep me out. Like they're creepy looking things. Um, well, it has some, has nice. some interesting. Uh, yeah. it evokes a, a sense of. The sackcloth mask for Jason, right? Actually, I, oh, would go, I would go more for Cthulhu if I was going to go for Oh, sure, thing. yeah. Little little Cthulhu, little uh, potato sack Jason. I'll always throw in a Jason Voorhees whenever I can. Um, but yeah, it's all kind of there. It just, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's striking. Like, when you look at the poster for this, everything, like, his design, his final form is striking and interesting. And you're just like, ooh. Like, I mean, that at the end of the day, that's kind of what drew us in is the, pre- like the premise, the basic idea and the imagery that they were promising. Yeah. It just, it feels like a movie that has James Gunn's name all over it. Should have let him at least touch the steering wheel a little bit. He gave money. Yeah. But and I think if, if proofread his brother's script, <laughs> yeah, if they are brothers, I'm not sure on that. Yeah. Um, it is. In- it is interesting just to see what essential element he could have provided because I think he could have been a little bit more playful uh, James Gunn. Yeah. With this, and in turn, would have brought something a little bit meatier to it, maybe. Yeah, it'd have been nice but, to give him, you know, get something from James Gunn other than Michael Rooker in the credits. I mean, don't be wrong. I love Michael Rooker. It is cool seeing him pop up as an angry internet person, but that's but the even only that's thing that even felt that's James Gunn to me. Yeah, even that's undercut because everything that the the Infowars type character that he's playing is saying is true. So it's yeah. like it's like this weird, like they just didn't think. Yeah, it's like, well, they're trying to say this is how he gets away with it because the only people believing it are the crazy people. But it's like... That doesn't work when he's actually destroying and Exactly. It's like, but the crazy people are like, the Illuminati are coming for us. The world is flat. Like, they're crazy people with absolutely no evidence to back them up. There's a shitload of evidence with the building that fell over yeah. and the cell phone footage of the dude flying around the building. Like, there's so much evidence out there that the InfoWars thing doesn't matter or doesn't work, but... I'm willing to give it that rope because it was actually trying to have fun for just a minute, which I think this movie could have used a hell of a lot more of because what they're doing is fun. Like, what if Superman is evil is a fun concept like that we've all kind of thought about. Like, oh, yeah, he'd rule the world in a day. very easy for him to be evil. Yeah, I mean, you'd yeah, as long as there's no other Justice League around, very easy. Well, and also, like, if they could have played so much with the what a mother was willing to do to love her son and imagine the ending where elizabeth banks is just like his manager you know like she's trying to keep up with him because she still loves him as like i don't like what you're doing to humanity but i love you you know like what, what a twisted ending that could have been chew and i joked about that uh after like what if corin ended up being a super <laughs> evil alien from space i'm like i'm his number one henchman i'm his 21 right. we're good to go man <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> But like, but like when you when you watch something like that James Gunn has done, like Slither, taking the concept of what is space slugs, and just how much fun he has with that, you're like, where is that fun inventiveness outside of? Oh man, his jaw is on the floor because ooh, special well, effects. Because it's just not as strong of a director. Like yeah. I don't, I'm not very familiar with David 
Yarovesky? I looked him up. I, I haven't seen anything else. It's he's like done. he's done sh- video shorts and, and online he's worked stuff. with James Gunn a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's... They're friends, that's obvious. But yeah. everything on his IMDb as a director is a video short and a couple episodes of Team Unicorn. Yeah, this... It really feels like one of those, uh... Like, almost like Chronicle, of like a first-time-ish director getting a shitload of money. Yeah. And he looks like a fun guy, and he looks like someone who would have leaned more into the cultness of it. Yeah. But he leaned full into the drama instead of putting any uh, anything fun. And you just said cult. Why wasn't that? Not cult. No, um, no, no. I like that, though. Like, there's a sequel right camp. there. Camp. I meant camp. I should say that he did direct one other feature, The Hive, in yeah, was, 2014. That's he didn't what I, just do video shorts. No, he'd done a little here and there, just not. This was his first major release, and it did okay. Yeah. The reviews were okay. It made some money. Like, it, I know a lot of people saw it, and they're all, like, everyone just kind of said the same thing. Way more violent than I thought it'd be. So that's kind of what I went into, expecting a full-blown gory slasher, and that's really what I got. The gore was yeah, good. It, yeah, it was, it was yeah, offensive, it was creepy, it was gooey. So the scene where the mom, the waitress mom, is pulling out the glass from her eye. I looked away. Like, that it legitimately got me. Yeah. It was well done. And then I liked the per- the sequence of uh, seeing things from her perspective. Oh, yeah. With half of it being bloodied out. Like, yeah. that was yeah. that was cool. I liked yeah. that idea. That was cool and really inventive. And it's where I was, like, latching onto my hopes for the movie because it was like, ooh, this is really cool and inventive and really fun like the horror elements the gross elements were really fun yeah so i i think the 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 theme of the day is disappointment <laughs> yeah, it just needed to be fleshed out better yeah um all right we're gonna start moving to the end of this thing i i want to start with a, a segment we don't always do but we will this time do we recommend it yes or no uh, I'll go first, and I would say I absolutely do recommend it if you like Superman and you do like horror movies. I just really wouldn't get your hopes up. Yeah, I recommend it as a fun movie. Yeah, like something to watch with friends and just go, yeah. oh shit, Badger just got a steering wheel through his face. Yeah, but if I'm like, <laughs> are you in the mood for a, like a scary movie tonight? No, I yeah. wouldn't recommend this. Are you, do you think this has anything to say about the culture of superheroes and Superman? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> There's nothing to say. No, it, it doesn't really have a, <laughs> any... There's no voice to it, no, really. You, this isn't a go to the movies and then go out for coffee afterwards and discuss what you just saw. No, this is a fun, yeah. fun little movie. Yeah, this is a... I barely had time to finish my popcorn, but it was fun. Yeah. Uh, John, what about you? Yeah, I'd recommend it to people uh, on the with the caveat, similar caveat, that uh, don't expect anything going in, and it's going to be a fun late night, one in the morning, you're just trolling... The streaming services for something that's gross, violent, and has the inkling of an idea. And, yeah, you know this will this will deliver on those basic basic fronts. And the best thing about it is that if you uh, if you get bored and want to turn it off, you're not missing much. You you pretty much already put it in your brain of what the rest of the film's going to be. Yeah. If you watch the first five minutes, you know the rest because they map the whole fucking thing out. I think the most shocking moment for me in the whole film was when the dad shot him in the back of the head and you saw his hair move a little bit. Because that is just an, an, any, something I've never seen in a movie before. Oh, just the thump? A, a dad actually shooting his kid in the head. I oh. mean, you would get a lot of turnaways or anything like that. Like, yeah. you know, fade to black, hear a 
bang type of thing for those type of scenes. No, they did the whole thing. Well, yeah, because well, right. he didn't actually do anything. Yeah, but they he still... mildly annoyed him. Still. They still did it. And then which got, I've never seen before. And then he got fully shazammed from Injustice. He did. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that time when Superman did the exact same thing to Shazam in the Injustice video game? Superman <laughs> Evil is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, you can go interesting places with it. Except that time, Superman killed a boy, and this time, boy Superman killed a man. <laughs> <laughs> so, I quotes is going to be tough, because I did not write one down, because I didn't think the movie was excessively quotable, but I do have one. Uh, do you guys both have one? Yes, I've got one. Okay, mine is, uh, it's pretty simple, and it, it, for some reason, I just I like the delivery of it, because I think the kid, we didn't really talk about any of the performances that much, but I think the kid does a really good job playing alien and being just strange and out of this world and creepy but when he's doing his chant and then you finally get the end of the chant of take take the take the take the world and like just the look on his face of like oh so that's my purpose got it and it's just so just kind of matter of fact of like oh (laughs) oh i figured it out cool i'm here cool all right right, yeah i'll get started time to murder everybody i guess if you view this movie as like pre-puberty like this is all hormones driving you nuts like this movie's deeper oh man when he hits 18 and like those start wearing off he's gonna feel real bad oh he's gonna feel awful (laughs) world's worst come down oh oh that's a dad and a gross joke (sighs) good job john yeah i'm burning bright Um, and now you missed. <laughs> yeah, now we're reaching. Um, like this movie. Uh, I, yeah, it came back around. <laughs> my favorite quote is, I, I didn't write it down, of course. Um, when Badger, I just keep calling him Badger. He's so memorable as Badger. <laughs> <laughs> Sees uh, Brandon in his closet. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Look, I just love Take that. off that creepy mask. I just like that response. It's not like an immediate, like, what the fuck are you doing here? Which I would have done. It's like, what are you doing? Get out of here. I'm taking you home to your parents. That'd be like the I equivalent love the... of us opening the closet and finding John's daughter. Like, what the hell are you doing here? And I, yeah, and us just going, well, we're taking you home to your parents. God, instead. if that ever happens and Karina kills me, John, I'm going to be so mad at you. I would have so many more <laughs> questions for Karina than, I guess, this, I guess I'm just driving I'm going to have some questions, too. Also, I'm going to be looking for her crashed ship. <laughs> To try and figure out what's going on. But I love the kid's uh, response to him in that scene, too. He's just like, yeah, she was helping me with the homework. This is normal. Like, his whole, like, this is normal That whole sequence is like, I feel like this isn't how it would really go down. But you guys are both really cool with it. I feel like I'd say that about most of this movie. I don't think this is how this would really go down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, John, was that your quote, or do you have a different one? No, I've got a different one. Okay. It's at the very end when the reporter's doing their whole spiel. You know, breaking news at the hour. A passenger jet has crashed into the small town of Brightburn, Kansas. Details are still coming in, but there are believed to be no survivors. Uh, investigators have not yet are not yet sure what caused the plane to drop suddenly. And then juxtaposed on that is a scene of the kid in the, in the ambulance, the only survivor of that location crash, eating a cookie. And I feel like someone with a couple brain cells rubbing together would be like, are you the one who did this? <laughs> Just, but he's a kid. He's a kid. How would the he bring down a plane? <laughs> like, I would still right, be but, like, super suspicious of that really calm kid who just had his parents die while a plane crashed into his house, and he's just kind of like, whatever, man, I got a cookie. I'd be yeah. worried about that kid. 
But I don't think I'd blame him for the crash. But he survived, like, the crash. Like, things just don't add up. No. So I, no, I love that. No. So did Jake Gyllenhaal, except he didn't. He did die and end up yeah, dying. He, he did end up dying. All right. Uh, review system <laughs> for today. This one's going to be a little tough. But I think both of you can do it. If this was a comic book and you wanted to get it rated by the GCG or CGC, GCG, I always forget. I don't know. Official CBGB. CBGB. Uh, <laughs> That's a bar. The official comic grading people. What would you grade it? It's kind of a numbers game. I understand that. But you can also describe the condition of the book. Why did it get that score? I would rate this kind of like that episode of Venture Brothers. Mm. Where it starts out at 100. <laughs> but then as you go and you realize... They're not really going to do much with it. The number keeps ticking down. <laughs> that uh, that episode of The Venture Brothers is in my top five favorite of all time. Yes. Is it's a, a pretty great episode. It's a great episode. Uh, that's a fair review. I think it would end up being about 60%. Okay. 60. 6-0? Like it, it's more than... Cause I still, there are enough things in it where I wouldn't give it a 50. It's definitely got a passing grade for me. Okay. Uh, mine's going to be a lot lower, uh, but I can defend it. So I'm going to give it, like, if you found a trashed version of Action Comics number one. Like, just unreadable, images have faded, none of the words are there, but it's still a first edition of Action Comics number one. You'd still get that graded. It'd probably rate at, like, a 1.2 or a 1.3, really low, but still worth a lot of money because it's Action Comics number one. How does it get, I don't remember how it, is it... Out of 10? Out of 10, yeah. Oh, well then I guess I have a 6, not a 6. I know what you meant. 6.0, 6.0, we're good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd go like a 1.2 to like 1.8, but of something amazing, so people would still want it. So it's like a meh version of something really cool. Yeah. John, last but not least. So this, this grading system is out of 10, you said? Yeah. Uh, I would say this is that copy of a valuable comic that, through ignorance, you opened it, devaluing devaluing it. So maybe about a four. Okay. It, w- it was once a ten. Like, this was the, like, this idea was like, oh, this is going to be great. As long as no one opens it. <laughs> and then here, someone's ass just comes along and just opens it. It's like, oh, okay, now it's a four, I guess. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. So yeah. I gave this the highest rating. I know but about comics. It ended really, like, but yours was sliding, too. Yeah. And John doesn't really read comics, so. <laughs> I know. I didn't really like the end. Wow, that guy really doesn't it. read comics, does he? <laughs> he was totally, the way he menaced his mom by just flying through and through and through the house. I really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah, I loved that sequence. So that brings today's episode to a close. Complete. Uh, completed, I guess, the way I'll say it. We did it. We've done it. Yeah, We'll never do it again. (laughs) Mm. Uh, We survived. We survived survived Brightburn. Barely. (laughs) It's really too bad. I was really hoping for... If they make a sequel, I'll see it. I I will absolutely rent it. I'm not going to the theater for it. Um, It's too bad. I really had high hopes for this one, and I was really excited to watch it. And uh, here we are. Oh, well. But next week... We have another movie that I haven't seen, and I'm still excited for, and hopefully it will be a little bit better. Uh, 
Next week is... Oh my god, how did I just forget? I was just thinking about it. First Man. Thank you. First Man. Damien Chenzel. Ryan Gosling. First Man in Space. First Man on the Moon. First Man on the Moon. Um, <laughs> first jazz musician in space. First jazz man on the moon. It's look at Ryan Gosling <laughs> with lens flares on his face and being pretty. But I don't think he's going to have that little hair thing. And if he doesn't have that little hair thing, it's it's just not going to be as do, good. The little hair thing gives him that little hint of disheveledness that just makes him a little extra dashing. Yeah, I know. He, he rocks that little hair thing yeah. very well. But I don't think he has that in the helmet. But oh well. Okay. Um, I guess we'll pay attention to the story of the movie, not just his It's face. hard to be dashing in a helmet. It is. Um, but I'm really excited for this one. I've heard both it was the best movie of last year and it's the absolute worst movie I've ever seen. So I've heard really big extremes on this one so i'm excited to see what it is i heard nothing yeah it's weird that i heard about this movie this like <laughs> very recently wasn't it up for best picture it was. for something the yeah only, the only Maybe. reason i knew anything about it is because we had a big billboard for it at work oh yeah that'll do it <laughs> all right so tune in next week first man this has been Brightburn. bright we burned it out Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, be sure to... I'm going to do a very quick round of plugs. Check out all of our shows on the ATH Network, including Venture Bros, Samwise, Demon Days, and Damage Boost. Uh, and, of course, after the hype, be sure to go to our website, ATHpod.com, to check out all of our articles and more. Uh, oh, be sure, throughout the entire month of October, every Friday, you get a new chapter of Matt's very detailed, incredibly interesting Stargate article series. Uh, where he is going through the movies, the shows, everything. The sexuality um, of James Spader. I hope that's an entire week, but I'll leave that to Matt. Uh, I requested it. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Um, no pressure, Matt. And He's so cute in Stargate. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I've only seen the movie. Um, he's in the movie, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's where he he's is. great he's in the movie. He's not in the TV show. Oh, man. He is good in the movie. I think about Kurt Russell when I think about the movie, though. Kurt Russell is in the movie, right? Yes, I have seen is. Stargate, haven't I? Yeah. Jesus, now I don't know what I'm doing. We, we should have just let Brian wonder. <laughs> Wait, is time. he? Have I seen it? I don't Do we know. We need to rewatch Stargate tonight. Matt is going to be so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you everyone for listening. This is the longest outro ever. Bye. 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 Bye.